This is the Wisdom in All Things podcast and is really just an audio version of the article that you can get signed up for, the newsletter. There's articles, quotes, deeper dives, then the sign up for the newsletter. It's all over at wisdominallthings.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast too. That's a really good thing to do. That's, well, very wise. On today's episode, to number your days, focus on what truly matters. We don't want to kill time. Norton Juster, he's an academic architect, writer. He was best known as an author of children's books. Particularly popular was The Dot and the Line, a romance in lower mathematics. It's a cute old cartoon if you want to look it up on YouTube. He says this, it's bad enough wasting time without killing it. So we need to learn to number our days. We have 168 hours every week. Lord willing, that is what we have to work with. With some planning and prioritization, it is possible to make the most of each one of those. However, that doesn't mean stuffing them full of stuff. So what should make the list? What is worthy of our time? If we're sleeping, one can hope. 56 hours each week, and working, one can hope, only 40 hours a week, we're really only talking about 72 hours of discretionary time. But not really, because we'll need to account for eating and hygiene at, what, 14 hours a week? And then on top of that is the commuting, chores, exercising, church, seeing a friend, helping a neighbor, and if you have kids, well, you're pretty much down to an hour a week. Okay, it only feels like that. Let's say there's 20, 20 hours a week of discretionary time. That's almost three hours a day. What would, should, our lives look like if we invested properly in those 20 hours? With all that we have to do, it's awfully tempting to do nothing with most of those hours. At first, indulging in idleness seems like, like, well, a really good idea. Until you realize the implications. Idleness and laziness can actually have serious negative consequences on both our personal well-being as well as the well-being of those around us. Now, I know that your head is agreeing with me right now. You're nodding, yes, but your body is saying, shut up. (laughs) When we are idle, we're not engaged in activities that challenge and stimulate our minds and bodies, which can lead to, quote, a lack of motivation, decreased energy levels, and reduced cognitive function, end quote, which, if you're keeping track, is all bad things. Over time, idleness can contribute to a decline in physical and mental health, as well as a loss of purpose and meaning in life. Proverbs 19.15 says, laziness brings on deep sleep and the shiftless go hungry. That should curb our desire to be idle at least a little bit, but let me go on. It won't come as a surprise, but studies have shown that people who engage in regular physical activity are more likely to have better physical health, a more positive outlook on life, higher levels of overall happiness and satisfaction. Conversely, those who engage in, in prolonged periods of inactivity are at greater risk of developing chronic health problems such as obesity, heart disease, and diabetes. It sounds really awful, actually, doesn't it? Moving makes for better living. There you are. But in addition to the physical consequences of idleness, you also face the social and emotional consequences. When we are idle, we are less likely to engage with others and build meaningful relationships, which can lead to feelings of loneliness, isolation, depression, read pandemic. We also become more self-centered, and less empathetic towards others as we become more focused on our own needs and desires. If we consistently avoid taking action on our goals and responsibilities, we train our brains to prioritize short-term pleasure over long-term success. 
This creates a cycle of procrastination where we become increasingly unmotivated and apathetic toward what we need to be doing. Doesn't that sound just like an awful life? Idleness is bad. Proverbs 13, 4 states uh, idleness plainly. You get nothing. It says the sluggard craves and gets nothing while the diligent is richly supplied. That's Proverbs 13, 4. You may not be a full-on sluggard at the moment, but if we don't number our days, that is most likely where we're going to end up, looking back on our lives and realizing that we've wasted the days that we've been given. The phrase, teach us to number our days, comes from a prayer actually in Psalm 90, verse 12, which reads, so teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. This psalm reflects on the brevity and the fragility of life in contrast to the eternal nature of God and is a call for him to help us understand the significance and value of each day of our lives. When we recognize the fleeting nature of life, it motivates us to make the most of the time that we have and to seek wisdom in all that we do. Numbering our days also gives us a sense of urgency and purpose, helping us avoid wasting our time on meaningless pursuits. Here's the, the simple key to not wasting your life. Think today counts and don't stop thinking that. In his article, How to Live a Simple and Wasted Life, John Bloom highlights the danger of a life lived without purpose. By succumbing to a culture that glorifies busyness and material possessions, we risk losing sight of the things that truly matter. Things like relationships and personal growth and spiritual well-being. It is crucial to acknowledge the importance of living intentionally and to resist the allure of a life consumed by trivial pursuits. I like the game, but not as a, a life purpose. If you're struggling a bit with where to focus or with discovering how you can better ensure you're counting your days, here are some practical ways of evaluating the importance you place on, on living with purpose. Number one, reflect on your values. Do you have values? Should they be your values? Are they deeply rooted in scripture? And then when you identify what truly matters, align your actions accordingly. So write down those core values. Refer to them when you're making decisions and setting goals. You can also use this time to assess your progress, realign your priorities, and make any necessary adjustments to your actions. Secondly, set meaningful goals. Based on your values, have you established clear, achievable goals that align with those values? So set the values, set the goals. Begin each day by setting a specific intention for how you want to live that day. It could be as simple as being more present, showing kindness, or pursuing a specific goal. Third, prioritize relationships. Are you investing in meaningful connections with family, friends, and loved ones? Schedule regular time to get together, to engage in activities that strengthen those relationships, cultivating a habit of being present. This is how we ensure that we number our days. And lastly, find a hobby. CEOs and leaders are known for their busy schedules, yet they often find time to engage in, in hobbies. I found this article in uh, Harvard Business Review. It's called uh, Why CEOs Devote So Much Time to Their Hobbies. And it was revealed that hobbies can offer an, quote, an avenue for personal fulfillment, creativity, and exploration outside of professional responsibilities, enhancing overall well-being and productivity. In other words, it gives you some good ideas. How to make my life count. And it may be in a hobby that you find a meaningful, purposeful pursuit. In other words, pursuing an interest may be the very impetus for finding a meaningful way of not wasting your life. So those practical ways were reflect on your values, set meaningful goals based on those values, prioritize relationships, and even find a hobby. 
kind of break out of your lane that you're currently in and take a, a different perspective on what you're interested in and what your opportunities are. But what if you don't feel like it? Lifehack wrote an article titled, What to Do If You Don't Want to Do Anything. I think the title says it all. There are times when you're just not motivated to do anything, meaningful or otherwise. So to break free from the cycle of inaction, work through these questions. I have four for you. Maybe what you want to do is just too big. If so, break down the tasks into smaller, more manageable steps, focusing on the next step, not the next 10 steps. So is it too big? Secondly, have you set a deadline? Sometimes this has been a good motivation for me. What if Jesus returns and finds you doing nothing? Again, not that we have to fill our time out with doing all these kinds of things, but if you're just sitting there doing nothing, like for an extended period of time, and then he appears and, and then asks you what you've been up to, and you're like, nothing, that's kind of what I'm getting at. At least if you have a deadline, you could say something like, yeah, I have a plan to do that thing by next Tuesday. Put a large note on your desk, in a window, on a flag in front of your house. I will do what I need to buy, and then you fill in a date. Third, do you need to bring in a buddy? You got to love the buddy system. A cheerleader or someone who can inspire and motivate you, you don't want to disappoint your buddy, right? Fourth, are you celebrating the win? Any win. And by celebrate, I don't mean doing anything that is counterproductive to your doing what you need to be doing. Celebrate even the smallest step and let it give you a boost to the next step. Hopefully that'll help you break free from the cycle of inaction. Each day presents an opportunity to take steps toward what truly matters and make a meaningful impact. That's numbering our days. Learning that will help you break free from a cycle of wasted potential by recognizing the perils of a wasted life, nurturing purposeful interests, treasuring the present, and conquering inertia. Number your days by focusing on what truly matters. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom in All Things podcast. It's a journey that is designed to help you integrate wisdom into all areas of your life. Listen to more podcasts, read other articles at wisdominallthings.com. Please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Love the feedback, but it, it keeps the whole machine working, if you know what I mean. And tell others about Wisdom in All Things.